On this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast, we're just pitching new spinoffs of Supernatural for Jensen Ackles. Like, what about Crowley is Satan, Cassiel is God, and then we just call it like Cass and Crow, Cass and Crow, and then they just like have infernal shenanigans. Or the Dispatchers, and we've got our new favorite demon, Ellsworth, and Bobby Singer getting shit done. One serving heaven, one serving hell. Let's do this. Welcome to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. I'm Diana. I'm Liz. And we are almost to the end of season six. We're at season six, episode 20, The Man Who Would Be King. The Man Who Would Be King. It sounds like a song, right? It does. It sounds like something. Uh, what's up with you? What's going on? Um, I was going to like be like, oh, yeah, I did all these things. But then I was trying, like, what did I do recently? Oh, so I went, um, what have I been up to? I went and saw um, uh, the Longhorn Ballroom Players, which is a newly established house band, the Longhorn Ballroom. Y'all have a house and- band now? Yeah, we have two. We have R and B and a country one. Pretty cool, really fun night. And um, we got some pool time in, and uh, we went to our anniversary dinner. Me and Babe went and Happy had anniversary. Uh, thanks. We went and had a delicious dinner at Town Hearth in Dallas. Did you get a steak? It was. We actually didn't get like a steak steak. <clears throat> we got. Um, we had martinis and bubbles and martinis, and then we had so you got their drunk. special. Yes, <laughs> um, we had one of their specials was a gr- grilled peaches with mascarpone and prosciutto, and it was we had that, and then um, their insane bacon. You had that with us, I think, for a course. Like I think super, so. Yeah, like crazy bacon. Yeah, and then we had um, one of their spe- other specials was like filet medallions with like the really like those stupid good tomatoes and onion and blue cheese and stuff. So it's kind of like a, like a, like a deconstructed salad kind of vibe. And then we had, uh, Wagyu Asada French fries. Fuck yeah. So we had, I had steak stuff, but I didn't have like a steak. Yeah. So it was delicious as usual. It was a lovely evening and yeah. So I'm looking forward to celebrating babe's birthday this upcoming week. Woohoo. Happy birthday, babe. Yeah. How about you? You've got all kinds of excitement going on. Isn't exciting? I don't know. I just moved my house or a part of my house. And it's very exhausting. And some tips I might have, like, if you're moving into houses. One, you may want to visit your house in the evening. You know, like, (laughs) before you rent it. Just to see how dark your house actually is. Because, oh boy, is my my house quite quite dark. (laughs) Really? Well, I mean, I think also it should be supplemented by lamps, and my lamps did not get moved because my moving company fucked me over, or I under—I don't know—but my lamps are still at my my house. Got it. So, so those lamps have, are important. They are important, but also I would have no idea where to plug them in right now because the house is completely like just boxes and floors and like i don't know like there's boxes that are in the garage i don't know where those are supposed to go there was like my boxes from my kitchen are in my living room and so i don't know where my underwear is and 
and my bed broke still. like yeah no i still don't know where my underwear is um, I haven't really, I haven't had time to look for it. Like it's, yeah. but you found the coffee maker. That's important. I finally found the coffee maker just buried in the bottom of things. So that was made, and I don't know. So it's it's. I I don't know. I was just like, I there's my list of things to do. Like I don't have a broom right now because the broom's at the other house. And it's like, is it faster for me to go get a broom or just to wait until tomorrow? Like, <laughs> it's kind of a coin flip at that point. Yeah, and there's just so many things like it's sucked down into boxes that you don't realize you're gonna need until you're just like, where's the toothpaste? Like, isn't it like oh, that sucks? Yeah, so I found like the toothpaste, but I couldn't find my lipsticks. And so like before we started filming, like I was running around trying like and I finally found like a lipstick and I just like kind of smudged it on just to make it look like I wasn't dead and then like wiped it off. That's kind of where I'm at. Okay. Reasonable. Reasonable. Moving is stressful. We, yeah, that's one of the things that keeps me every once in a while. I'm like, man, I bet we could like, you know, we can move out a little bit, get a little more like space and stuff. And I'm like, oh, then I have to actually move. Fuck that. Well, it's so. you know, it's exciting, and but it's, it's good. also no, it is it's, exciting though. It's but it's you forget like, and I used to move all the time, like not all the time, but it, but on a much more frequent basis. Frequently. Yeah. And I think like as a child or a youth, and your bones are much more resilient, and you had just own a lot less shit because you're young and poor, and you just don't have a lot of stuff. And then like you become a middle aged woman who has disposable income because you have no children and um then a You're pandemic happens and then online shopping and a pandemic happens and then and then you realize you you have acquired a, you know the internet all the occult books on the internet <laughs> and you have to move all the books and books are heavy to move the books are so heavy to move <laughs> But that's why you hire people to do them, and hopefully they're yeah. not stupid, and they move your books for you, and, you know, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Anyways, uh, vet your movers, and make a plan, and try not to... Look, I mean, some of these things were not my fault. Like, I've had a lot of shit thrown on me in these past few weeks. Like, I had to... I went to Cincinnati last week, too. Like, which... <laughs> Do I? Ha I have nothing to say about that. Like I went to Cincinnati. I did nothing. I literally did, you did eat nothing. Skyline chili. I ate no fucking chili. Like I ate at the pizza restaurant across the street from my shitty hotel. It was not a shitty hotel. It was a medium. It was a it was basic fine. hotel. It was like the Jennifer Garner of hotels, right? It was fine. Oh. Um, like so, it was. And then I like I flew back and then like I flew flew Baltimore and I was like I had a long layover and I was like oh I could go like sneak out and get drinks with my friends and then I was a chicken shit because my clear had been fucking up there's something going on with my clear where I'm in the system but I have to go to a pod to update it and I think it's because I had a new license since like the oh, weird. clear thing but I'm about to change my address anyways as I just moved so like do I just do I, I want to wait but I'm like do I want to do that before the <coughs> before I fly out of the country like or just leave because I don't mm -hmm. I don't you can't change your passport right and your, my IDs need to match so mm -hmm. So, I maybe I didn't move yet. Maybe I've got no, like a couple more months until I move. Or we we'll see what's when this podcast comes out. <laughs> but anyway. I don't know what you're talking about. But, yeah. So, huh? I moving stressful. Plan ahead. Pay people to do yes. shit. Maybe pay them yeah. more money than I did. I don't know. I think I thought I paid them. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, 
So I guess it. And then you're getting ready to go. Well, you're, you got an exciting plan this weekend, though, right? What's this weekend? Ghosts. No. You want to see ghosts? Is that this weekend? No, that's next weekend. Okay. This weekend is, you know, if you're in San Antonio, uh, Alamo HeroCons this weekend, that'll be up at shirts, but there's no supernatural people going this time around. Uh, no, this weekend I'm going to try and find a way to uh, go get my Jeep from... Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. so it is, it's going to be uh, trying to figure, you know, vehicle rotation, Vehicle transport. Yeah. Yeah. But at least okay. my little beastie, uh, she has a new battery in her. So, because I was mean to her and let her sit in the garage for a while without being hu- hooked up to her trickle like she was supposed to be. So she had to get mm. the battery put in. And but she got some fluids changed. You know, she had a little a little cleanse. You know, sometimes she used to get a you little know. detox before little, little Jeep Jeepy Spa Day. She, she had a little spa day, so uh, she's gonna get and go, and go to her new home. Nice. So. Uh, so i guess we better talk about this episode sure all right so we're not really excited about it and there's fun things in this episode but there are and i get that it drives plot i'm just yeah well i was also thinking about it and i think this is what happens when you tease your audience and kill what you supposed to be the big bad before your season finale so you had basically your season finale so where do you go from there right so you have to go back down like the only way you have to get like the excitement for a season finale you got to go back up you can't you can't run at level we just killed it, Eve, it right? already climaxed yeah you already climaxed so you've got to have a little time really down and get some more for you know, have a breather then get some more foreplay so you get excited again so I think this is like us taking we're take we're lying in bed, not that satisfied. <laughs> We've just faked our orgasm. And uh, so uh the man who would be king, and that comes from a short story by Roger Kipling, and that was also a film in 1975. Uh, thank you for Supernatural Wiki for doing this for me. Uh also something you, my my beloved companion book is buried somewhere in a I think it may be in the box that says supernatural, but I doubt it. Um, and so uh, there was a 1975 film that had John Hust- uh by John Houston, and that had Sean Connery and Michael Caine in it, which is that's pretty awesome. Like two big people, but yeah. it's about the story of these two ex officers from the British Raj who like went into India and then like they go to a remote village and like they people they people start worshiping them there's a whole it's a whole it's really bad it's a bad message like everything about it's not good not good it's so like a weird colonization thing it's yeah. colonization and it's just like a whole but the whole story and save your shit like it's ooh. so and but i think there's also that kind of goes with this episode right it's kind of ugh, like so cringy this episode kind of makes you except for like my hot lover uh so this first aired may 6 2011 and was both directed and written by ben edlund which i think is an mm. interesting thing when you have the writer direct like yeah i think i think i don't think a lot of good stuff happens from that so i like this episode is cringy but there's some really good stuff in it so we just, we're going to just start off with cast and Memories. Cass is monologuing. He does that a lot in this episode. 
Is it? I think it's narration, though. I don't think it's monologue. It is. It's, you're right. It's, it's narr- it's, he does a couple monologues, but you're right. The proper word is narration. I, that's that's because he's telling. It's like he is. It's like a dear reader type thing, or a dear listener, yeah. dear viewer, I guess. But in the beginning, he's talking. And it sounds like he's talking to somebody, and, and so this is kind of like our kickoff. He looks real sad, and he's reminiscing about all the things that he's witnessed from fish coming to shore, the Tower of Babel. Um, Which apparently was made out of crap. And also, Mm -hmm. while they're doing this, they're showing clips from Douche Canoe, D.W. Griffiths, and Tolerance. Mm. I'm just going to leave that there. (laughs) I'm talking about Divine Wrath, Cain and Abel, David and Goliath, Sodom and Gomorrah. But the most remarkable event never happened because two boys, an old drunk, and a fallen angel stopped it from happening. What time is it? It's time for a montage. Who loves a montage? Mm-hmm. We love a montage. Mm-hmm. I honestly do. I love a montage, but I feel like the montage needs like better music than this. This is just like a sad montage. I want like montage. fight music. Like, can you imagine if you if you took this this episode right here and you just like change? I think I'm going to do that. Um, and don't sue me, Warner Brothers or whatever. Um, but or whoever music I steal to do this too. Um, but so to take this and then like, or maybe we'll have Babe write a song for it. Okay. So we'll, we'll have do this. We'll, we will take, um, we will steal, we will borrow, we will fair use the, um, part of this where they have the montage and, and take out the sad music and put in happy music and, and see how that tone changes. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Um, yeah. So basically they, uh, they ripped up destiny and the rules to get to for freedom and for choice. But was this the wrong choice? And then I think you see this as part of like his humanity, right? Cass is really for an angel. This is something that they're, he's struggling with. It's like, how do you know you're making the right choices? And right. Uh, so, you know, my ADHD has been stressing out this week that I'm going to spiral about making choices. So I, I get you, Cass. I get this. You're spiraling here. But you're spiraling and we have to watch it. Yeah. So we get, you know, Dean's driving and this would be terrifying if you're just driving on the I highway crashed. by yourself. I think <laughs> but I think at this point Dean's kind of used to it, right? Like at first he was scared, too, but, but now he's like, just like, all right, here, Cass, you're my boyfriend. Cass, just show up. Uh, and they're talking about, they're, both of them are claiming to be hunting for quote unquote Satan Jr., um, but Cass is lying and saying that, you know, oh yeah, he must have, he totally tricked me about those bones. So weird. Mm. Um, and this is, like, you are oh. a bad cheater, Cass. Like if you're going to be stepping out, you need to be better than this. Like you're just not a good liar. No. And Dean's like, yeah, we need to find him and rip his head off and shove it up his ass. Right now, Sam's out, out tracking a gin Nomaha though. So I'm going to go meet him. Okay. And voices, you like that? Yeah, yeah. And Dean's just like, you know, can, um, you know, you call it, call me, right? Like, if you're in real trouble, like, you'll call. Like, are you okay, boo? Like, I think, like, something feels off, and I'm just, you know, I'm trying not to pressure you. I don't want to, I don't want to make you mad, but okay. And, like, this is like, you kind of feel like him first, like, testing the waters, right? Cass just flaps away. He just flaps away. And we got to Crowley just making a mess. Oh, yeah. So I, I was like, is this a lab, a morgue, a torture chamber, 
or all of the above. I don't know. Kate loves <laughs> right? So, and Cass walks in and Carly's over um, the body of what we realize is Eve. Because she did. And he's got her chest cut open. <laughs> it's just so absurd. It's so gross and absurd. It is. Like, I, th- I think it, like, it would be awful. Like, it, it would... It's funny though because it's so stupid. It's ridiculous. Like this weird, like cage thing holding her chest open, and then some dude strapped to this like I feel so bad. I feel so bad for the vampire bondage gear. Like Like, what the fuck? The gimp in the corner. Like there's two gimps in there, but also just like the eggs are just like the weirdest fucking eggs you've ever. And he's like, she won't stop laying eggs, and it's like these like it's like. Like oversized fish eggs. And it reminds me of like if your dad had to design a haunted house. Like I remember my dad <laughs> designing a house with it when I was oh, eight. Like grapes. this is your dad's haunted house. This is what's happening. <laughs> so that's, Ben Edlund, I imagine, has children and he was doing this for his kids. He was, he was making his kids uh, haunted house. It's so weird. Because so her body's still laying eggs, even though she did. And the guy that's standing upright starts when when Crowley decides to go watch this and puts the electrical wand to Eve's head, which has the like the top of her skulls cut off. Like what the fuck? It's got a, she's got so a convertible weird. head now. <laughs> and he like touches this little like wand, electric wand thing to it, and the vampire gimp feels it. But this is know, also it's like it's a vessel, right? So why is this happening to a vessel? I have some problems with this. Ooh. Like it doesn't make sense because Ooh. really it's like she's just riding and like unless she, in this, in a meat that's a meat unless, suit that okay. they found that the dragons got for her, right? Unless like, she just absorbed it and like uh, I I don't know, it's weird. Like I mean, Cass kind of absorbed his meat suit. Uh, I don't know, uh, but I do like that Crowley thinks that this does hold erotic value. Yeah, that they can share, feel a sensation. Yeah, that's about it. Um, it is like it's the original. Uh, what were those things? That, you know, like the sex toy of like your partner gets one thing and like and it like oh, like the remote control, like panties and stuff. Yeah, for I, what? I know I there's know. a word for it. God damn it! I don't know. Anyways, I don't know. Well, Crowley's pissed that um, that Sam and Dean killed Eve because he's still sure that she could have gotten them to purgatory. But now she did. And because of that, he's not just mad at the brothers. He's not just mad at Sam and Dean. He's also mad at Castiel for letting it happen because Castiel protects the brothers. And he gets a little worked up. Yeah. Tells him it's a conflict of interest. Gets real mad. But we get another montage from Castiel. But he also, when he gets real mad, he stabs Eve again. And that poor vampire, yes. he's just like shaking. I feel so bad. Like, and I feel like he's the unsung hero of this episode. Like, nobody mentions him yeah. at all. Like, he's just there alive and just suffering. And nobody says his name, what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's just the poor guy that gets fucked up when mm-hmm. Callie stabs Eve. That's true. Oh. Well, either way, we get, get Castiel admitting that he is compromised because he does care about the you know them so much because the brothers he's their guardian because they taught him how to stand up and what to stand for and what happens when you do and this is when we get our fun montage we did another we montage back. but 
I really, I do. Le- I really, I think that's a very poetic. It's a very poetic speech. Like the, it like, is. I feel like that's something like I would have like in a punk rock song. You know, like you know, they taught me to stand up, and they taught me what happens when you do. Like you know, you get kicked down. Like there's just like there's so much heart in it. Like yeah, you got that's this true. heart. Like like it makes me want to like like you know stand up and fight for shit. But does it a little bit? Okay. Teasing. yeah um yeah it's it's i don't know yeah it, it, um, definitely, it definitely works in pulling your emotions right it does and this one's a good this one but but then it kicks off with the hey ass butt which is like kind of adds some good comedy and as it, a but, yeah. you know and but also but that's a feels right that is like it's what if it's cass's like first really like almost human moment so he does <laughs> that and like so we like as a fan of the show you have that connection right so they're pulling on so it's a good thing to put in the montage that's fair um and um and and they he talks about when he got exploded and we get like a pretty cool close-up of like the blood droplets yeah i had to watch this on my ipad and my smaller ipad because i couldn't find the stand for my larger ipad i know my struggles are very very harsh um but so i had paused it and it was like right in the middle of the blood splatter and it was like it yeah. would be an amazing sc- i was like i almost saved it as a screensaver because it was just this really cool like yeah, it was a super cool effect. Was, I love that effect. This, yeah. I will say, like, and I'll just say now, like, the one thing, like, one that was interesting about this episode, they did some really cool, like, freeze frames and slow mos and stuff like that. But no, I think the cat is crawling up the back of my chair. <laughs> That'll be exciting. Yes, so, uh, but then it shows his whole body come back together, and um, yeah, they start just stopped Armageddon, but at a terrible cost. Well, and it's, you know, this this amazing idea of, like, I died, God put me back together, then I realized mm-hmm. how important I was because God put me back together, right? Like, yeah. that is starting off something, he's like, oh, and then my hubris, which is, you know, the, you know, the major problem of every, like, this is how you start going, like, are we going into Greek mythology here, right? Like, or a Shakespearean play where the hubris is a problem of, like, every right. fucking thing, and kind of, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then we get some montage of Soulless Sam and how I miss that sexy bastard. But we get the big surprise here and we find out Oh yeah, that's that it. Castiel is the one who pulled Sam out of hell. <gasps> what? It, and he got him out without his soul because he was it was not intentional, it's because he was overconfident in his in his mission and in his ability to do it. Oops. And so he's he knew all along that that Sam was there too. Oops. Yeah. yeah so you already done like you're fucking up your family here. Like you were you were not doing right by your family, your friends. Mm-hmm. Like the first thing you should have done when you raised up Sam should have been oopsie. Hey Dean, um, I did something and I did yeah. something bad. Or probably I would have gone to Bobby. That would have been my first choice. And I'm like Bobby. Um, I fucked up and yeah. tried to do something. Help! <laughs> like that's help, when you like help, you you help. admit like, but if you choose mm-hmm. to to not yeah. admit it and just yeah. to start playing your lies, they're gonna start piling up. Yeah. So yeah. So we cut to a scene with Crowley and Castiel, and Crowley's just basically begging. 
Castiel to kill the Winchester brothers. Uh, and obviously Cass is like, nah, duh. Um, but in the like, well, I'll do it. And Cassiel's like, I'll just keep bringing him back. So anyway, so they're, you know, Castiel's insisting that Crowley shouldn't worry that Sam and Dean want to kill him because uh, he's going to help them, you know, keep off this trail. <laughs> kidding. Hello, kidding. Uh, but Crowley's like, uh, look at all these fucking, you know, angels, gods, celestial demons, whatever, that have died because of the Winchester brothers. So I am not going to underestimate them. And I think this really is a really one. It's hot because you're smart. Um, but it's just like this really like it's a, it's very smart. I'm just like, I'm not yeah. underestimating them. And that's when you know, and we start hearing them called the boys more and more. This is where this really we starts. Do. Um mm. so but I think this is one of the reasons that I like Crowley is because you know he's not stupid about this shit. Yeah. So but Cass Cass is like, mm, you find purgatory or we're just gonna, you know, keep dying we're both going to keep dying till the end of time um and in the meantime i'll make sure they don't find you so we cut to bobby's and at bobby's house uh bobby has a demon chained up in a in his living room with under oh, okay. in a devil's one th- trap one thing sorry i wanted to say because i had to talk about my hot crowley and i got distracted because i had a cat ripping apart my thighs um so when Cass is telling Crowley to tell you to find he needs to find purgatory or they're fucked and you know he's just like he's like and he's like don't worry the Winchesters won't like won't hurt and he's like the Winchesters won't hurt you like right and we get kind of like this very this attitude that we start seeing from Cass is like don't worry like I'll protect you from the bad Winchesters but that makes like Crowley be like what like I'm not worried about the Winchesters come at me motherfuckers like just when he was like I'm not going to underestimate them he's like no 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 no. wait (laughs) like no 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 like I'm not going to underestimate them I ain't scared either I ain't scared of them I ain't scared so yeah so yeah Bobby's got a a demon with a red beard uh, chained up in a devil's trap in his living room like you do um, and Sam's there with him and they're talking about how this basically that this demon so do you think the devil's trap is permanently on Bobby's ceiling? Yes. This is for the decor? Yes. <laughs> like, how would my landlords feel? No landlords I am not putting a devil's trap on my ceiling. Please don't work with I mean, me. <laughs> um but yeah, so he apparently this this is something we kind of heard about starting in the last um, couple episodes. But basically, this demon is out hunting monsters. It um, dug up a nest of vampires, and Red, our demon, um, is is just out hunting on a mission for monsters now. So they're like, "Yeah, because you're working for Crowley," and he's like, "Nah, King's dead." Well, and Bobby is mm-hmm. demonstrating some insanely good interrogation skills right he's working a compliment he's like oh yeah like you're a good hunter now like all these like Mm -hmm. vamps need to be you just clean up that 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 nest of vamps right we're crowley like and just like throwing at him like i'm impressed with what he's doing but then he kind of starts creeping me out i think there's holy water in his face and says that you're the proof that Crowley's alive. The fact that you're hunting is proof that Crowley's alive. Okay. So, uh, and then he decides, then they decide to start showing off their demon blade to him real, 
real threatening and sexy like they're gonna stab him it's real weird it's weird it's weird this whole thing mm. is weird i also just don't then, like i don't like i okay i guess i probably forgot. i don't like torture oh uh, that's what it is i think that's what and it then, is, is i don't like torture and i don't care about who it's it. against like i kind of just don't like it <clears throat> yeah and then they, and they get stabbed in the leg at least not this for this i'm like this is not worth torturing Red, poor yeah. Red. So he gets a, the demon blade to his thigh, and, and then also, Dean gets there. So demon blade to thigh, like that doesn't kill I thought you. It would kill him. I like, don't does know. it I'm have to like stab like too. a specific organ? Like, is this? They've a never new specified thing? that to my knowledge. I don't remember that specified at all. I'm pretty sure if you had a demon knife, like buried, like that's in like a femoral demon, artery. You stab with a demon knife. I think you're dead. I don't understand what's happening. Mm, I don't either. But Dean, Dean and Sam are going to go talk in the in the kitchen, talking about Sam, what uh, Cassiel said when he showed up. And he, Dean's like, "Oh yeah, Cassiel totally thinks we're on a monster hunt. He doesn't have any clue that we're going to get close to Crowley." Uh, and I'm like, "Oh shit, they know something's up for sure now." Because like all we had a hint of whether they might know something was up in the last episode when it ended was that they, you know, they it doesn't seem like a mistake. Cass would make to mix up the bones. Yeah. That, that was yeah. Kind of, that's the only hint we really had. So now we know that Sam, Dean, and Bobby are suspect total totally suspicious of of Castiel. Well, and, and we know that because Dean also calls him the what does he call him? <laughs> the uh god damn it. No, I didn't put it in my notes because I thought you would have it in your notes. Mm. And now I have to go look at the okay. It's 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 the guy from Perfect Strangers. What's the name of the guy from Perfect Strangers? It's uh what Damn it! What's his name? Balky. Balky. He is the Balky. What? Like the. <laughs> ah! Oh, no, this is show. bad podcasting. Oh no! The whatever the guy's no. name is. So, but it's uh, he makes a very like cute pop culture reference to like talking. But basically, he's calling him stupid. He's saying that Cass mm. is stupid, and so he's allowed to make a mistake, or like he's mm. a, naive he's, kind he's of dumb, thing. Yeah. You know, and I don't like that. Because Cass isn't yeah. dumb. He just maybe speaks, doesn't speak your pop culture language sometimes. Well, but Dean's also just, he's also upset about lying to a friend. He's like, look, you know, maybe Crowley tricked Castiel. Um, but Bobby's like, mm, they could be in it together. Maybe Superman went dark side. And then we get a lot of references to Kryptonite and Lois Lane. Yeah, it's a very, very long nerd reference. and But it's also an important one because it's something that gets referenced back at the end it's of this. So it's Superman gone dark side. So maybe he had to stock up some Kryptonite. And then Dean does turn to Sam and say, that makes you Lois Lane. Yeah. And Lois so, Lane was awesome, so, but kind of dumb. So, I don't know. And now we see behind all this conversation going on, uh Cass is just spying on him. So he has nothing better to do. He's like running this fucking like war in heaven and trying to keep, you know, Crowley from sending goons to kill all of them. But he's just got time to eavesdrop. Yeah. One, eavesdropping on your friends. Rude. Rude. Two, I immediately want this power. Please let me eavesdrop on my friends. I would like to jump in <laughs> and drop on in everybody's conversations right now. <laughs> Uh, but we can't do that. I can't do that. And so what's, you know, Cass is monologuing about this shit, right? About Dean is trying to stay loyal to his instincts while he thinks he's being played a fool. And really, mm -hmm. the only thing that I can think about here is Destiel. And what is happening is Dean is conflicted because he thinks his boyfriend is cheating on him with Crowley. And exactly what's happening. So I think 
the only solution for this is for us to find a quiz and i'm just going to pull up a random quiz on the internet um this is from pro profs quiz and this is going to quiz to tell us is my boyfriend cheating on me all right you ready all right so we're going to start this i i have not taken this quiz i don't know what the results are going to be um i think i may also have malware all right so has your boyfriend ever cheated you on the past no I am not sure. It felt like he did, but it's not confirmed. Maybe. Or yeah. Has Castiel ever stepped out on Dean in the past? Not sure. I'm not sure. Does it feel like he did? It's not confirmed? We're going to go with that. No. Doesn't feel like he did. All right. Is he always putting you down and never building you up? I would say no. I feel like that's the no. opposite of Castiel, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. He puts them down some, like they would never understand. You're just human. That is true. Oh, damn it. Can I change my answer to sometimes? Okay, sometimes. All right. Can you reach him by phone when he is out of town? I would say, is that maybe, no, sometimes, or yes? Sometimes. Can you use his cell phone at any time? Yes, no, maybe. I can only use it sometimes. I go with yes. Yeah, the cast would give me his phone and give Dean his phone, right? Yeah. Yeah. Are you invited to family dinner on Thanksgiving? So I guess would be like, can Dean go to Thanksgiving in heaven? Maybe. Um, Maybe. No, no, and no. Or yes, I am invited. I mean, would would cast take Dean to a Thanksgiving dinner in heaven with other angels? I feel like those angels would put him down. I was saying maybe. I think it's a maybe. I'd say maybe. Yeah, it's I think it's a maybe. Have you found your boy- boyfriend's profile on an online dating app? Is Cass no. on Angel Tinder? No, he is not. Okay, we're going to say nope on that. All right. Is he always accusing you of cheating? Has Cass been turning this around and accusing Dean of stepping out nope. with other angels? No, he is not. Never. Does he always keep his cell phone calls and text messages deleted? I'm pretty sure that sometimes he deletes. There is a thing on here. Sometimes he deletes his phone call and messages. And he does that just because he's stupid and he doesn't know how to work a phone. (laughs) Does he have a problem with you coming to his house without calling first? No, sometimes. Or yes, yes, and yes. So Dean showed up in heaven. Would Castiel be upset if he didn't call first? He did. He did. Was he upset? No, he wasn't, right? Mm-mm. No. Does his female co-workers call him after work and they often don't discuss work? When they call him after work, but they do discuss work. So sometimes, no, yes, and I'm not sure about it. What are you going to say? I'd say no, because they discuss work if okay. they talk. Has he started abruptly taking showers as soon as he gets home? <laughs> no. There is one that says, I can't say for sure as I don't live with him. And so we're going to say that one. Oh, my God. Has he been trying to avoid being romantic and caring towards you? No, he's romantic as he used to be. I can't say for sure, but we don't spend enough time. Maybe. Or yes, he's changed a lot. 
You know, it's I can't say for sure, but we don't spend enough time. You know, that's the one. <laughs> that's what he's doing. Have you found certain items at his house that were not his? No, I can't be sure. Maybe. Or yes. Have we found things of sure. Crowley's at his house? I can't be sure. Or no. I can't be sure. Has the schedule changed abruptly and he starts giving excuses of his whereabouts that can't be confirmed, like always using his brother or close friend as the as the excuse or a civil war, maybe? No. We have yes, yes, yes. Sometimes no. Or I am sure, but his schedule has changed a lot. I think no. I think his schedule. I mean, I don't think his schedule. But I think he's giving excuses about where he's been. That's true. Okay, I'm gonna say I am sure, but his schedule's changed a lot. Like, so okay. His last one: Does he pick fights for no reason at all? No, never. I feel like he does it sometimes, maybe, or yes, all of the time. I don't think he picks fights. I feel like he does sometimes. I'll say okay. no, never, sometimes. or or sometimes. You can say sometimes. Okay. You got it, maybe, but then it can be that your head is playing with you. Considering the options that you've picked there are slight chances... Okay, considering the options that you've picked, there are slight chances that your partner might be cheating on you. Although there is no concrete sign, you should stay more aware. Most probably, it is just in your head. Oh... Oh, so that's mm. still not an answer. So fuck that quiz. I, Dean, is, <laughs> Dean is still confused. Yes. Poor Dean. Sorry, Dean. We didn't solve Sorry, it for Dean. You. We don't know if your boyfriend is cheating on you yet. But I think we're going to find out relatively soon. <sighs> so oh, we go back yeah. to more disturbing Bobby torturing things. Yeah, he's twisting the demon blade and or the demon blade in the demon's leg. And um, we've got a, you know... The demon's like, look, I don't even know where where Crowley is. I only know where the dispatcher is. <gasps> so he does know where somebody is. Or some, he knows that Crowley's alive. He admits that. And he mentions Ellsworth. I freaking love Ellsworth. And we'll come back to that. No, we're um, about to. Because it's brilliant. Well, it's, we're doing, no, it's not. It's right it's here. Right Never here. mind. It's right now. We're is, at they the say de- that he is the demon counterpart to Bobby Singer. He's the demon And he Singer. fucking is. So it is amazing. Ellsworth. I want an Ellsworth and Bobby show. Where they like, where they're like the like frenemies. That's what I <laughs> they want. They have to run an agency together. <laughs> yeah. But they yeah, like they have to each like, other. We know. So Bobby has to work for heaven and or like, we're, you know, so the, yes. Bobby has to work for heaven. So take the yes. show. Like, come on, Jensen Ackles, you know, you license this shit. Like, it probably show. work better than Winchester. So sorry. What? Um, anyway. Burn. so <laughs> um, Yeah. So he's got his like, I love, I just love this scene. Uh, and he's got like his multiple blood bowl phones going yes! plus the row of regular phones. Yes! It is so fucking good. The blood bowl phones is fucking brilliant. It's brilliant. Like, that- it's fucking brilliant. I died. I was dying when that happened. Yeah, yeah. So and this is also, I'm sure there's an amazing antidote that's in my book. So we're like, yeah. But yeah, so there's like bubbling and he's like going back and forth. He even pretends to be the FBI. Like, it's when just- regular, when they're on the regular phone, like he stops talking to Blood Bowl to pick up one of the regular phones and changes his voice so he can be the FBI and verify that those agents Honestly, are his. Honestly, like- he makes Bobby look bad. <laughs> oh, epic. So good. We've seen Bobby do that good that before. It's just pretty funny. But yeah, uh, it's just really like super clever character and choice there. Really like it. 
Um, and so two demons drag a body in and he yells at them to take it outside and around back. Uh, and then Castiel shows up because he's like, well, I know that this is how, this is how the Winchester brothers and Bobby are going to find Crowley. So, and I'm afraid that there will be a battle here and I can't let them find Crowley because Crowley, blah, 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 because he's trying to protect everybody now. So he kills all these demons. He's fine small. He just, he's just, he's just, he's just on a smiting spree. This is, he's got a smiting problem in this episode. He's just smite, smite, yeah. smite. Smite, smite, smite. So, yeah. And then he just tells himself that he didn't have a choice. He's doing it to protect, like, Sam, Dean, myself, everything. But, so but he's have, also like, to. he's getting so emo. He's just like, mm-hmm. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> he's just like, myself. And like, I keep feeling like this narrative, and I don't know why. I keep feeling like this Jack Kerouac on the road type of like thing that's coming out, and I hate it. I just hate it. You take this so like sad. It's what it's, I have like, to do. Well, it's also just, you can tell, and I know it's on purpose, that it's a person making excuses for themselves, right? Like, you know, you're you're doing something that's questionable to your morality, yeah. and you're, yeah. you're, but you have an, you're ult- rationalizing. You're rationalizing. It and, and, that's the word. Rationalizing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, he's just, it t- keeps just saying that he has no choice. That's one of the things I think is a theme, too. Yeah, that you um, have like, but he says he has no choice, but that's also weird because Cass's big th- big thing is free will, right? Exactly. So, so mm, there's just, we got we have a lot of issues with your morality here, Cass. Mm-hmm. All right, so we've got Sam and Bobby. Oh, I said it backwards. <laughs> Dean and Bobby bust in with um at Ellsworth with shotguns drawn. Sam's coming in from the rear. They are fucking ready to go. They found the motherfucker. Oh, but it's empty and it's been cleaned really, really, really well. And you know, so. also, this like gives it r- ruins the chances of Dean and Sam and Bobby meeting Ellsworth. I know, which is the sad part. I really I didn't want them. To, I don't want them to kill him. Like, I guess like eventually yeah. they would have to, probably. But like yeah. that, like oh my god, oh, Bobby and Ellsworth. I just want that interaction. <sighs> damn it, Cass. I need that crossover. I think that's also so, another theme of this episode. It's just damn it, Cass. <laughs> right. And speaking of damn it, Cass, he is eavesdropping again. He's there and he is listening in, watching all this. And he's like, oh, well, I just, you know, he really just, just had to do it. Um, so um, he pops back to heaven where he explains again, which we've learned before, that in heaven, each soul generates its own paradise and one of his favorites to visit is a uh, the eternal Tuesday afternoon of an autistic man who drowned in his bathtub in 1953. Why do we need that part of the fact? Because it's a lovely day. Like, it's just a lovely afternoon. Like, you didn't need It's to, just a pretty afternoon in the garden. You could have left the... Which is how we know that Cass is becoming more emo. Because he's putting in, like, these really dark facts. Like, right. But, and there's a guy flying a kite in a really pretty garden. That's what we got. Yeah. And but it just, it's a lovely day. I would love to hang out at this guy's house. It's really pretty. Yep. Yeah. And a bunch of his angels show up and they're like, hey, so now this is a flashback while he's in heaven. He's talking about this goes back to right after um, they they thwarted Armageddon. Thwarted. And they're like, yeah, I'm trying to spice up the language. Here we go. <laughs> uh, and they're like, oh, hey, we saw Lucifer destroy you. And so it must have been God that put you back together. And he's like, no, no, it was the Winchester brothers. They're like, no, you're our leader now. God saved you. Ta-da. And this really reminds me of 
the life of Brian, where they had the people who are, you could really like follow the shoe and follow the gourd, right? It was like they like this is the thing that's supposed to represent like or is it like no, oh we must follow the shoe, no follow the gourd, and so no matter yeah. what Cass says, they're gonna be like oh, okay, like we're gonna follow whatever you say. Yes. yes, because we basically the implication is that these angels are sheep and, and they're followers. And they, they are followers, and you know what? Some some people and some angels, sometimes they're just followers. Well, and they imply through this episode a lot, too, that angels just are inherently are followers. I mean, if you think about conceptually, if they were created to serve, not to have free will. Right. But, but that's, that's complicated. It's, it's very, and we get, this is a very morally, this is a very morally complicated thing, right? Because you could say that some, and I even say like every, you know, some people are just followers and that is a personality thing. But at the same time, like, you know, I believe in, you know, you know, we coming together as community and all these things. So, you know, I don't know. It's very, it's very complicated angels are this messy they're, they're going into a very messy thing here too like we can yeah. almost like change this like ai and stuff right we're creating like you created this thing that is meant to serve you now i made diana scared then we'll move on yeah i don't <laughs> she's like oh no we're there again i sent an email that's gonna get me put me on the watch list for the our tech or ai overlords because i definitely said i don't trust them in email I love my AI overlords. Call me anytime, baby. All right. So, so they're but, but just like they don't know like what do we do with freedom? And he's trying right? to exp- and he's trying to exp- yeah he's trying to explain freedom and he's like what? what? And he's like now freedom's just a length of rope to hang yourself. Yeah. So, I was like, like I was like why do I suddenly feel like dancing to the Smiths with Cass? Oh my gosh! It's like te- explaining freedom think, to angels is like is teaching poetry to fish. I'm pretty it sure, is. like there is this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come to the dark side, yes. All right, and so then we cut to <laughs> fa- the fancy, super fancy office, and I feel like you probably really enjoyed this scene too. Oh, so it's God, a super fancy, scene. like wood panel office, and you're like, oh, who's there? Is there like two guards on that? Oh. It's Raphael's. It's super Merca. Like, fuck yeah. There's, we have a portrait of, we have a lovely picture of a plane. And then we have a portrait of uh, George W. Bush. I hope um, that was one. I hope, that, I hope George, wait, which one was the painter? George W. Yeah, so I hope George W. That I hope that was a self portrait. It was not, but I've seen a self portrait, but yeah. <laughs> online but i yeah i wish oh, so it was like shit have you actually seen it because I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if you have. I have been i have been to the presidential i have been to the presidential library oh, once did they already build that yeah dude something swept like oh my god it's new, at smu new, it's on the smu campus and so something swept past my window but i can't see because the light is reflecting in okay <laughs> well it's, it's on the smu campus oh okay yeah i'm not going to smu all right cool <laughs> It's a very pretty building. I didn't get to walk around much. I went to a, 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 spe- a speaking event there. To cool. Yeah, no, I mean, people, but I mean, years I like ago, a, I, but I, still, I, like I, want, I need to go back. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, and so we That's find the out point, that it, the point, yeah, the whole point of this is. The whole point of it is that he's in Ken Lay's cabin, Ken Lay's heaven, and he's borrowing it because he's devout. Well, so yeah, the devout thing is that Cass is like, I question his admittance. And Ralphie, Raphael was like, 
He was devout. He trumps everything. I'm like, that's gross. That's so gross. <laughs> but yeah. but also so, hilarious. It was a very funny exchange. So uh, basically Raphael's like, hey, Cass, you're going to have to kneel to me and pledge allegiance um, for rebelling. And um, yeah, uh, so we're going to free. Like, if somebody tells you kneel before me, kneel before Todd, whatever, like I'm always just going to say no. Like, there's never any way where, like, that turns into a good thing, right? Like, no, and I'm I'm with you. I'm just unfortunately going to say that there is a section of the population that thinks they'll say no. But when... Yes, 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 I happen, know that. But, like, so somebody, like, in Cass's place, I feel like this shoves, this shoves you in a corner, right? Because yeah. even if you're, like, I would probably be willing to have, like, rational negotiations with you. But then you tell me to kneel before you, and then I'm like, I'm going to kick you in the balls, motherfucker, because I'm not right. kneeling before. Like you. you just you just killed the negotiation yeah. here. I, like I might have I might have agreed is, with you. Raphael however, does not have good communication skills. <sighs> he does not. He's very arrogant. Yeah, that does not make for a good leader. I don't. I do not think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But, um, so he's yeah. going. He wants to free Lucifer and Michael, and wants to get the show back on the road. He wants to do the apocalypse. He's ready. But why? He thinks it's necessary because it's God's will. But really, that means he, they're like, he's like, well, how do you know that? It's really just what Raphael wants. Raphael wants it. And angels are not built for freedom. They're built to follow. So we, they get in a fist fight for angels. And, and Raphael smites the shit out of him. Yeah, he beats the he fuck out of ass. Castiel. And Cass is bleeding on the, on the garden. And the poor autistic lawn is, I don't want to call it that, sorry. Like, it's just, it's, I don't know, the green lawn. The green lawn is now just covered in his blood. But I also yeah. really like how saturated that heaven was. Like, the colors yeah, were just really, really nice. Pleasing. Oh, it was well done. Like I said, there's a lot of things shot about this episode that I really enjoyed. I'll, I'll talk about how I felt about the episode at the end. But, like, there's a lot of things about how it was done that I think were really cool. So, anyways, we've got um, Sam... Dean and Bobby are still at Ellsworth and they've realized that this house is way too fucking clean. They're like, God, like, so they're like, all right, this is normally what we'd call Castiel though. And Dean's still trying to like kind of defend Cass. He's like, look, he's always had our back. We need to give him the benefit of the doubt. And, and so he is re- like you're at that point where your friends are like, look, he's a dirty, cheating bastard. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, but you remember the time like he like bought me dinner. And then there was a time he like he cleaned my car and he t- like, remember when my mom was sick? <sighs> like he like he dropped me off there. Like, you know, when you start listing like all the, the things, the good things that they did. So you can rash mm-hmm. again, the rationalization of like, well, we should trust him. Yeah. So they decided to call him and guess what? He doesn't show. So they're about to leave, but what happens? Oh, they get attacked by demons. Like, and one says, "Remember the part hi. of the quiz where, like, where you know, can you get a hold of him? Like, this is a yep. thing. Is he answering his cell phone? No, sometimes, sometimes he's just mm-hmm. not answering. Sometimes he's not answering. And but so one of them says, Crowley says hi. So this is their actual confirmation now. Like they knew Crowley was alive, but this is like the real, real confirmation, and that Crowley is now after them. And Dean's getting punched in the face a lot." <laughs> Just saying, that looks terrible. So Castiel was watching all of this happen. So he watched them call and didn't fucking answer. That's like looking at your phone and watching someone calling you and refusing to answer it. Mm. And then uh, he's pretty surprised. We got a lot of freeze frames in this. What? We get a lot of freeze frames uh, in this too. 
And finally, Castiel decides that he's got to go smite these demons to save his friends. Reveal yourself! Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just, like, suddenly appears and smites away. Smites, smites. We have, yeah. Again, so much smiting. Smites him away, even though it'll make Crowley mad. And Dean's pretty stoked to see him. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, I guess here's my big news. My big report is I believe that Crowley's alive. And they're like, what? duh. Yeah, duh. Yeah, we, okay. we all knew this. Okay. <clears throat> and Dean points out to Bobby, though, he's like, look, see, look, Castiel just saved us. See, told you see, everything's told fine. You he's fine. He's not cheating yeah. on me. There's nobody else. Like, he loves me. He's here. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, so let's tell him all about how we're hunting Crowley. It's fine. No big deal. Uh, it's so silly that we thought you were in cahoots with him. And they'd like apologize, I right? Cahoots, you did. Yeah, we got thwarts. Yeah, we got thwarts. We got cahoots. Where does everyone say? But you know, but today. like, and I like, but I also just feel for Bobby and Sam because I feel like they were just like they were like, un- like, okay. oh no, okay, yeah. we were wrong. And then like that's the worst feeling as a and friend. They apologize. Like, were you like you're like oh no, like you thought like somebody was like man was like cheating on them all the time, and you're just like girl, like he's like fucking cheating on you, and then like you find out that he wasn't, and you're like oh. Well, shit my bad like i'm sorry yeah. he was going to night school or whatever he was doing but like now we're just yeah. like so this is double fucked up right like it's even right worse. and then he and then though castiel makes a crack about superman Not too much turning to the dark side see that's that's your dumbass man dumbass if you're cheating on somebody you shut your fucking mouth that's all you yeah. do well, you don't say and number shit. one and everybody knows he can't make any fuck he is incapable of making pop culture references number one number two this is obviously means that he was listening in on them before so Dean, you can tell Dean catches this immediately. And they all do. But Dean, at this point, like, he could have just exploded. He plays it off. He, he plays it off, makes this kryptonite crack and moves along. <sighs> so we, next scene we have Crowley and um, uh, and Castiel meet up and they pissed. They both mad at each other. Cass is mad because Crowley set demons to kill his friends. Crowley is mad that Castiel shouldn't have friends. And it's all about the big lie about, the, you know, about about good and, and good and righteous Cass. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. Then Cass shoves Crowley up against the wall and he is like, I'm still an angel and I will bury you. And that's fucking hot. It was, it was pretty, it was pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the, this is not how synergy works. <laughs> See, I also, this is one of the things I, I think I also really dislike about Cass in this episode is how much he looks down on Crowley. And yeah. it's, it's kind of... Crowley's the king of hell. You should probably respect him a little well, bit. Well, he just looks down on him because he's a demon, right? And he has this right. very, it's a very superior, like his superiority complex is like, and I get it. Intense. You're an angel and yeah. he's a demon. But like but. you tell him all the time that he's a piece of shit and you're looking yeah. like basically that like he's But you're working with him. And you're working with him and Crowley's just who he is, right? And so yeah. like to me it's like it makes you the shittier angel for like mm-hmm. looking for treating somebody that way. You're treating someone who's helping you, even though he's he's trying to he's trying to like he has his own angle. Yeah. You're still a piece of shit. Yeah, it's not very nice. Mm-mm. So we get another, we do get another narration scene from Castiel. And he's just wondering why he's doing all this. Raphael's stronger, blah, blah, blah. So um, he shows that he actually, and how it all started though, is that he went to go try to get Dean to help him figure out to fight. 
And he got there and he sees Dean raking leaves when he was with Lisa. And he stops, first pauses for a second, just kind of watches. Then Crowley shows up and wants to make a deal. He said, look, it's about souls and getting Raphael's head on a pike. This will be a happy ending for all of us. Let's at least talk. So, and I do love a I love a head on a pike. Also, he <laughs> refers to Castiel as an angel of Thursday, and there like there's some, like there's some very poetic lines in here. And an mm-hmm. angel of Thursday in occult lore is actually what Castiel was referenced as, and that comes from Gustav Davidson's book, um, the Dictionary of Angels, which I just like that his name is Gustav, mm-hmm. and. Uh, there was a he was a poet like he was this guy who escaped from poland like during like basically under nazi oppression came to the united states and became a poet in the library and was like a librarian for i forget which library he was like, i think maybe a library of congress and like wrote an angel dictionary like based on things from the talmud the kambala and medieval court lore and stuff like all these dictionaries of hmm. angels um I've, I've got it somewhere in here but also gustav gustav all right hey, right yeah um, and so basically they, you know, Crowley convinces Castiel to listen to his, listen to his elevator pitch. Um, and, Come uh, on, come on, come on, just five minutes. It'll be worth you know? your while. And also he's just so dirty, right? Like he just like throws these like, like, and he's, he's just like, look, man, like when he was talking about the head in a pike, he was like, I'm talking about happy endings for all of us, all possible entendres intended. Come on. Just chat. Just check, yes. Come so on. we go to a hallway. This is a very long, very plain, very boring hallway with a stanchion down the middle and a big row of people. And like, I don't, do you even see those take a number things anymore? Or are those a thing anymore? Yeah, they have them H-E-B in the deli section. Okay. You do the take yeah, a number from the red ticker. All right. Well, you take the little ticker when you get, when you get in line and you stand in the line and the time and like basically the whole thing is like, you see this crazy clock readout with a bunch of numbers and, and is- everybody looks very disappointed. And Crowley ex- appears and explains that this is one of his improvements to Hades because there was too many masochists in hell that were asking for another when they were getting punished. What? So this is so his new ever. <laughs> This is his new way to punish in hell. Um, no one likes waiting in line. And once if you make it to the front, you go straight back to the end. Efficiency. Yeah, I love this. This is very Tim Burton as it's very reminiscent of the waiting room in Beetlejuice. Also, it mm-hmm. is rumored that Ben Edlund was one of the souls that were in line and has not been confirmed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh I, I it's just it's like I think bureaucracy like that is no bureaucracy is hell. And like, I love that that is, this is also, I think Crowley is so smart, right? He was just like, what hell is inefficient. I put in this line. It's, it's worse. And it's funny. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I was deeply amused. So anyways, um, and like, and so Crowley's Castiel's explaining, look, I have to either submit to Raphael or die. And Crowley's like, are you French? <laughs> I always and suggest- the French. <laughs> and, and you can't resist you can't it. I'm sorry. Resist. <laughs> uh, and suggests, uh, that resisting might be an option. You know, there are angels that'll follow you. So 
uh, start a civil war. You're not the same as Lucifer. He's just working the sale, he, though. It's just like, yeah. He's like, oh, no. It's like, start a civil war because you're a sexy little bitch. Like, oh, people like Cassiel. Like, little, God raised yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you never know. God brought you back, right? Uh, and, you know, he's not the same. If you start a civil war, you're not Lucifer. He was, you know, a petulant child with daddy issues. That's not what you're doing. Right? So, I mean, why, else, why would God have brought you back, Cass? Like, and then he's mm-hmm. just playing on this, like, this ego. It was a very yeah. interesting like, pride, 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 and just like these, you know, human. Like it's very hard when you talk about these, you know, myth, mythical creatures that aren't supposed to have human emotions that are having oh, human emotions. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, "Cause I got a plan, sir. I've got a plot of land." I'm just kidding. Um, I've got no, a <laughs> So we're gonna do purgatory, and in purgatory. All of the souls of every fanged and clawed creature we can have, if we can find it, uh, and then but we could we need help finding it. Monorail, and then we can split monorail, the souls half and monorail. half. <laughs> and then we can split the souls 50-50. I keep my power in hell, you keep you get you gain power in heaven. Ta-da! Ta-da. And while he's doing this, there is did you see the picture in the hallway? And I kept trying, it's like, I couldn't tell if it was a Nazi or Mark Shepard in a Nazi uniform that was just, like, on the wall and, like, in the background. And I, like, it re- like I went through, like, all, like, the Supernatural Wikis and, like, just, I didn't have enough time to do, like, deep research on it. So if anybody knows Mm-mm. what the fuck that picture was in the back of the wall, because, okay. <laughs> it, was, huh. it, was, it was interesting, but, uh and then he makes him an, an, an additional offer, though, and he's like, "So while you while you're thinking about this, I can just float you, you know, fifty thousand souls." It's just so weird. It like, is so weird. Him. And also, before that, he is like, "Sam's Cass is very adamant that he can't use the Winchesters for this, right?" And he's right. like, "You can't." And Crowley says, "I have a big bald patriarch. I can take off mm-hmm. the bench." Which yep. means that not only did we learn this episode that Cass is the one that raised Sam from perdition, now we know how Samuel got out. Yup. We do. That also means that Samuel was in hell. That also means that Samuel was in fucking hell. Boom. I'm weird. Well, so, is it? <clears throat> I don't know. He's kind of a dick. I don't know. You like, I didn't like, like him. I'm sure he did some. I mean, not stuff. when he came back, especially, but he seemed fine. I guess when he was. We don't before. know. I mean, like we didn't get like we saw how his character. attitude was towards killing monsters. He probably had that. Like, did he have that attitude his whole life? And that I don't know. Also, I think we've determined, like, in this world, what the fuck is happening? Like, how you're judged where you yes. go one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. So we go back. Cassiel goes and tells Raphael, uh, hey, uh, we're not going to have a fucking apocalypse. Hey, angels, you're either with him or with me. Deuces. Oh, and he's just, this is where I was like, Cass said his pride filled him with Red Bull and gave him wings. And then he shows his glory power. I told Diana I had a Red Bull's reference of wings earlier. Um, But yeah, so he really, but he's up there in heaven. He's just like, look at me. I have all this power. And this is like, I think where his ego has just been like, Crowley did a really good job. Of just like inflating him. Yeah. So we've got Sam, Dean, and Bobby are just still kicking it at Ellsworth's for some reason. And they try to call Castiel again uh, while they're sitting around drinking some whiskey. And he shows up. He's like, hey, how can I help? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, we have, a, we have a plan to track down Crowley. So, you know, come, you know, come talk to us. And he walks into the room and then 
Bobby throws a match on the ground and then they set the ring on fire and Castiel's trapped. Burning ring of fire. He's trapped in the ring of fire with that, what is it, the artisanal, artisanal oil? artisanal holy oil from Jerusalem. Yeah. yeah. And, but also with the board part of this too, is like Dean just looks so hurt. Like he's Dean just looks like, bummed. He's bummed. And like, I can also like see this, like as someone who has a limited amount of friends like you do when, you, as, when you're middle age, like Dean doesn't have a lot of people in his life. Or no. I guess Cass isn't a people, but you know, like yeah, that's so he's got basically like he doesn't have adjacent. he doesn't have Lisa and Ben anymore. He's got Sam now. He's back. He's got Bobby and he's got Cass, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. So I'm just like, oh shit! Like now I can't even trust Cass, motherfucker. Yeah, and Dean just like begs him to tell the truth. That to please tell me you're not working with Crowley and uh, and. And Castiel just can, ba- can barely look at him, but wants to explain. And he's sort of lies he's way like, out. He's not trying to explain. Well, he says he he says he wants to explain, but he's just going to lie. And they're like, are you all been working together the whole time? They're going after purgatory. And Castiel just keeps insisting that it was to protect everybody. Uh, yeah. And Dean mm. looks at him. He's like, look me in the eye and tell me you're not working with Crowley. Son of a bitch. You cheating bastard. And so he knows. Is that what it is? Well, he says son of a bitch. I filled it in cheating bastard. Uh, but, uh, oh, no. And this is Castly. Cass tries and comes back. And he's like, because he wants to trust him. He's like, I'm your friend. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, is trying so hard to just tell him that he's his friend. And he says, but Sam, I raised you from perdition. Yeah. But I will say, he does reference before, right before he gets to that, I want to get to that, is that he says that it's the souls, and that with the souls, he can beat Raphael. And that's kind of the first time the this group have heard that information, I think. And they kind of move on to it. Well, but they've been, and like, so, I think this is the first time I've heard about cats, right? Like, this is, like, right, the souls. To, like, they've been hearing that, yeah. like, all season. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, a lot of Castiel being involved in trying to collect and souls. And maybe, like, has maybe really gives them an under- can give them an understanding of what the fuck it's the souls actually means, because I still yeah. don't understand, anyways. Like, I've seen him use the souls, and I don't get it. I don't get where you get yeah. these souls from. Like, what happens? Like, how are you compressing them? Because, like, in hell, they just look like people walking in lines, right? They were like, what? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> so Castiel, but Sam, like you said, is like upset. He's like, you did a piss poor job, you know, raising me from perdition. Did you bring me back soulless on purpose? Ouch. Ooh. Wonders if that was intentional. And Cass is pretty offended by that, but it's a fair question at this it's point. A fair point. Uh, and he's like real upset about it though. And he's like, look, Raphael's going to kill us all and turn the world into a graveyard. I didn't have a choice. See, that's the... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dean says that you did have a choice. And you made the wrong one. <sighs> and Castiel's still trying to, like, backpedal. He's like, well, it's complicated and trying to explain still. And it's just like... And Dean's not having it. He's like, you kept it a secret because you knew it was wrong. And he's right. Another good like, call out. Like, mm-hmm. If you don't hide shit like this, like, you're like, I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Unless you know there's a reason, like... Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, like Cass, like if you're gonna stick, like if you're gonna do the shaggy defense, like you need to stick with it. Like it only works if you never vary. That is the only way. I don't know what you're talking about. It wasn't me. It works. You've got to, it. Always has to be. It wasn't me. You can't try and like backplay. Mm-mm. But yeah, he's like, but Dean, you're right. Dean gives him this great thing about you know we deal with stuff, 
and falls up with you don't make a deal with the devil and guys like oh it sounds real simple when you put it like that <laughs> where were you and he's like where the fuck were you well no, it's like this is also really harsh because he's just like where are you wanting you to hear that and dean's just like i was there like mm-hmm. i was there and then like they literally show him like being there like cutting like yeah. raking his leaves and what's even yeah. worse is like your friend was doing yard work you just let him do yard work by himself you fucking dick raking leaves sucks get some go help him out man go help him out. or at least jump in the leaves like oh, yeah like, at least make it fun one way or the other like yeah but no you just you wandered off with the cute boy Cute boy came by then, and batted his souls at you, and you're like, "Ooh, what's that over there?" Like he is that meme. <laughs> the, the, the girl looking, <laughs> the, the guy looking for one girl and the other. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. So then we get a bunch of windy noises, and they're about to get attacked by black smoke, black coke smoke, cock smoke. I can't say it. Yeah, the there's just a bunch of cock smoke curling at the house. Cock smoke everywhere. Yeah, it's pretty intense. And uh, so they run because Cass tells them to. Uh, he's standing he's still in trapped. Yeah, just standing there by himself. And of course, it's Crowley with all of his demons. And he puts the fire out. Um, and um, Cass is like, please don't go after Sam and Dean. Please just don't. And he's like, mm, no, I'm, they're holding they're holding you back. We're going to have to. This just proves everything. We're going to have an, you know our new God and our new devil working together. Where and... is the sitcom? Where is Crowley as the devil and Cass as the god? I, w- I want to see this sitcom happen. But Cass is pissed. Take that one, Ackles. Come on. We're just giving you we're giving you show after show to keep this universe alive. We got, we've got all these pitches. I know. Cass is pissed, though. He's like, get out. You need to get out of my sight. And he's like, oh, you're welcome. And I like Crowley's little speech here, though. I think it was really telling. It's like the difference between you and me, I know what I am. And uh, what uh, and what I'm willing to do, and so the implication is obviously Cass doesn't. But Cass, yeah. What are you fighting for? What are you one? What are you willing to do? Like, would you really? Do you believe in your cause? And how far will mm-hmm. you go? Right. But this is still like one. I mean, Crowley, like there is always an underlying level of insecurity, and it comes from how Cass treats him, right? And so, mm-hmm. like... He's got to prove himself all the time. Always has to prove himself. But at the same time, he's not wrong here. Like, Cass hasn't... He, you can't live in this... Well, I guess you can. But if you live in this gray area of morality, like, that's... I right. think that's the point. It's like, you're not going to end up pleasing anybody. Yeah. Everyone's going to be mad. That's reasonable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, we do cut back to Bobby's. Dean is sleeping on the couch, and there's sigils all over the windows. Um, but Gassiel appears because apparently uh, Bobby got a few things wrong in his angel protection sigils. <sighs> oh, uh, but I Dean's point. Bobby wouldn't have done that. Mm-mm. Dean's kind of just annoyed that they even need to have angel proofing on the house, which is fair. But um, he's. It's Cassio still trying to insist to Dean that he's been doing all of this, you know, because for Dean and because um, freedom and free will. That's why he's been doing any of this at all. Yeah. But also, Dean when you're in a fight with your a significant other, nobody wants to hear, I'm doing this for you. Yeah, that's usually not a great. Nope. Nope. It's not good. Back up. Back the fuck up, Cass. Back up. Yeah. Not, not great. But Dean does just like put him, it's like, 
you know, calls him out. He's like, look, just because uh, you can do something doesn't mean you should do something or you can't do whatever you want, basically. Um, you know, I just, and just ask him like, just, you know, you need to not do what you're doing. This is bad. Yeah, oh, he call- but he yeah. also, it's sweet. It's sweet. It's like sweet. he calls him a child. And that's really, to me, like, I mean, I would be super offended. Right. Cause I think that's, yes, you know, we all have our issues and that's, you know, obviously one of mine. So but was, I think it's also in a Dean's right. And so Dean mm-hmm. is like, you could see how like emotionally distraught he is at this. Yeah. And he's like, look, you're the closest thing to family. Like you were just saying him before about Dean tells him that he's the closest thing he has to family next to Sam and Bobby. So, and, and sometimes like your friend, like what he's doing here, like seems so important. He's just like, I don't have, like, if you're family, I don't have to give you a reason. I just can tell, yeah, ask you just not just- to do something and you should not do it. Right. And I, you, if you, anybody like, I know what that feeling, right. If like, mm-hmm. I told, if I told you, Diana, like, look, I don't have to give you a reason. You just can't like, you cannot buy this lipstick. And then if you bought the lipstick, I'd be really mad. Cause I was like, I don't have to give you a reason. I just told you not to buy it. Like, and it was probably because mm. I already bought it for you. And like, I was going to give it to you as a present, but like, you just have to understand that sometimes there's a good yeah, reason that I'm telling you yeah. not to do something. And, right. and we're family. And you just have to understand that. Yes. But I like that Cass's responses or what? Mm. Oh, burp. Nope. 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 <laughs> Oh, so Dean has to say that he'll do what I have to do to stop you. Yikes. Yep, so he's Dean's now in his corner. Mm, and they both apologize. And Cass goes back to his garden. And, yeah, and when they have, like, this, like, the ending of, like, the, you know, Cass also looks down on him, right? And I think this is a hubris thing, too. Because he's like, you like, how can you stop me? You're just a man. I'm an angel, right? And mm-hmm. so, and that's the same thing yeah. going with Crowley is you're just a demon. I'm an angel. But he also has that inferiority complex with Raphael. Like, yeah. Raphael's a, a better angel. Big, stronger angel than me or whatever. Yeah. Well, and then we, the, and just to be clear, Castillo goes back to not the, not the, the green garden in heaven. He goes back to the, like, a wooded garden area, wooden garden bench, and that we started at from the beginning of the episode. And it's, now it's snowy there, too. Um, and he's continuing his monologue, but now it's turned into him pleading he's a prayer, to God. Right? Like, pleading to God to ask if he's on the right path and begging for a sign. And we get his close up with his eye twitch. So now, is he talking directly to God? Is he praying to God? Like, we don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's a prayer. Like, just, you know, or, I mean, I don't think he's like, I, mean, I don't feel like he's looking at God. Like, I feel like it's a prayer, right? But I also feel like in most prayers where you ask God to give you a sign, and God doesn't give you a sign. God doesn't give you all, you know, I mean, I don't think. Uh, is, I mean, you're setting your, like, to me it's like you're setting yourself up for disappointment here Cass or you're setting yourself up as a, another rationalization for what you're about to do being bad well either that or maybe we will get a sign and that was just a cliffhanger Liz May, yeah maybe this is a cliffhanger and maybe a billboard will drop in front of Cass and it will tell him what to do like just like there will be something that drops in front of me and tells me all the correct decisions to make in my life <laughs> Maybe that'll be my new AI overlord. I love you. Tell me what to do, my AI overlord. Uh, All right. So, do you have some casting couches? Casting couch. 
It's the casting couch. Were they on that show that time with that guy? La 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 la. I do, I do. Just a couple though this week. Um, so we've got first off red. Our hunter, our hunter demon I dude. I like Red. Right? Like, I do too. I think he's, I uh, he reminds me of, I don't know, it, it, maybe it's, I think it's probably just a ginger love, maybe. Hmm. Well, that's Red was played by Sandy Robson. <laughs> um, His name is Sandy. I know. Yeah. Um, you, he had I small meant because roles of the hair in... color, not as a reference because it was a feminine name. They were just laughing because no, it's the hair color. <laughs> I thought about it too. Don't worry. Um, so he had smaller roles in uh, both Rise of Planet of the Apes and War for Planet of the Apes, as well as the newer um, Sonic the Hed- No Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Was he a, was then, he a hedgehog? <laughs> I think he was a bar patron in Sonic the Hedgehog, but um, and then he Did played he Charlie humanity? Johnson. <laughs> He played Charlie Johnson in the Deck the Halls movie, and then he's been in epi- that a single movie? episodes. Yes, that, no, that one's not Deck the Halls. Is a that was like an actual film. Who was I forgot okay. who was in it with him? But that was like an actual Christmas movie. Um, he's been in single episodes of <laughs> of Smallville, Wayward Pines, Arrow, I Zombie, Batwoman, and Reginald the Vampire. Also, um, he was a reoccurring character on Once Upon a Time. As well, and per- also, Reginald's very current, so that means he's a very current. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's still working. That's why. I, that's why I made sure to include. I haven't watched the series fully yet, but I think I watched part of the first. I episode. need to catch up. Like, it's good. It's not what we do in the shadows. Good. And right. so, like, I've, it's a very different vibe from what I caught. It's a very different vibe, and I, but I mean, I love a vampire show regardless, and I think the humor is mm-hmm. great. It's just, I don't know why. There's something about it. <laughs> oh, and then he he was uh, Ted Bishop in two episodes of Riverdale. There we go. Um, the other actor we'll reference today is our beloved Ellsworth, Ellsworth. played by John Tench. I think we have um, a team Ellsworth thing now. Like, I don't know. oh my gosh, he's amazing. But we're never gonna have him again. That's what's sad. Oh no, he got smoted. Unless Ackles brings back <laughs> make that a TV show, right? So, but he's been um, in his episodes of television going back to the 80s, um, TNT, Street Justice, Kung Fu, the original Street Justice. Yeah. I don't know what Street Justice is, but I immediately am going to watch that after this is over. (laughs) Uh, Fringe. uh, And he had a, he did have a small character in, a small role in one episode of Shits Creek. Oh, also a modern actor, a a, a current mm -hmm. actor. Yeah. Um, He had a, also like a, a background, like a, very small like credited role in Brokeback Mountain <laughs> um, he was the motel owner in the movie Shooter with Mark Wahlberg um, he was a, I'm not familiar with this movie at all but I had to reference it he was the cowboy pimp in Dead Hooker in a Trunk okay awesome immediately watching that after this is over <laughs> and uh, he was the Viking leader in the American Gods series ooh so. There's some very hot Vikings yeah. in that. There's also a very hot ginger in that too. That is what red reminds me of. And I have to like, I'm sorry. I don't have time to reference this, but there was a, there a very hot Viking in American gods that red reminds me. Of. Yeah. Hmm. Or maybe he was, he was a trickster. He was a Loki. I don't know. So no one's watching movies. I think I need to watch that. I've read the book. Anyways. I don't know. So if you yeah. Watch it. 
I know you. Mm. I don't know if you should watch it. Um, there's a giant vagina that eats things, which I love, but well, I mean, you I read may it not. In the books, I'm aware yeah. of it. I guess it's true. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So this episode, I will tell you that I def- definitely texted Liz and said that. I don't know how I feel about this episode. Well, I could it didn't hold my those, attention. So, so first, because like, generally, you know, it happens well. with like before an episode happens, I give Diana usually some like things she like, should this know. This one's fun. Yeah, this, this one's yeah. scary. This one will watch. You know, whatever. Or, like be yeah, prepared. Yeah, okay. Like hold on to your butt. Or like, and this one, yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I think like no. just be like be prepared that I'm going to talk about Dusty a lot. I think that was that was my warning. <laughs> yeah, it was. So. I was already like, uh, that doesn't exactly like get, you know, that I'm not on the Destiel train, so sorry. Um, But I, oh, oh, I I said that on purpose. You're welcome. Um, So the, uh, so I I just kind of went in like, oof. But then, so the ways that was shot and the way the montages were and all that was really pretty cool. And they, they really did drive the storyline with the monologuing and everything and the narrating and all that. But for some reason, this episode just did not hold my attention. Yeah, and I was trying, you know, I don't, I don't know why. Like, I don't either. Not either. I don't have and I was trying to figure out why, like what was like, and then maybe it was just, part of this is, is just explaining, like, it's, it is like, you know, when I watched Fast and the Furious 10 and they put Jason Momoa into the scenes afterwards, like that's right. kind of what's happening here is that it's you're true. watching mm-hmm. the last se- last season and seeing all the things that you thought you saw, but you didn't, you miss the, the, the subtext or other things that was going on or right. just things that weren't mentioned that were happening in the background. So yeah. it's definitely a explainer, right? This is a, yes. oh, hey, by the way, Again, like talk, we we had our very up from the last one, so here we're gonna I'm gonna lie in bed and I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you all the shit that was what that happened while you were busy killing me. Yeah, exactly. Even though it was, was there, and it just doesn't make it a it just it doesn't make it a super engaging episode. But it was also like it was very well written. Um, I think you know, yeah. Mark, I was like, I think Mark Shepard was amazing. And I was like, look, this you're never not going to think Mark Shepard. Really I know you do. But, um, but you know, I the I like the Cassio and Crowley dyna- duo. I think that's a fun dynamic, and mm-hmm. I even like Cass is Cass is just being a dick right now. But I I really I like the interplay between the two. And we got Ellsworth, and Ellsworth was amazing, even though he was short lived, like along with Ellsworth, yeah. you know. Um, so there's definitely some highlights of this. Yeah, I agree. And that, that also means we have two more episodes of the season. So what the fuck is happening? Like, where do we go from here? What is, I don't know. I don't where know. do you think we go from here? Uh, I think it's gonna be a culmination of cast, figuring out cast and Crowley's shit. I think that's what it is. So, so what, like, what else is like, I feel like I'm doing my tabletop exercise. So it's like, what else was not mentioned in this episode or these past couple of episodes? Well, I haven't talked about Sam's wall in his head in a while. Right? We just forgot that. We get two episodes left. Either it's magically fixed or there's some real bad shit coming. Yeah. But. Good times. All right. I guess we'll. We will see what happens. Who knows what will happen in the next two seasons, six of Supernatural. 
Hold on to your tits, ladies. Like, it's going to be a surprise. Who could know? Who Who could could ever know? (gasps) All right. With that, we're going to peace out. Cheers, jerk. Cheers, bitch. Devil's Trap Podcast is a Don't Get It production. Meow. Devil's Trap Podcast is part of the Ship It Studios Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Devil's Trap Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Devil's Trap Podcast, Twitter at Devil's Trap Pod, or you can email us at Devil's Trap at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave reviews, and share with all your friends. We're at all your favorite podcast outlets and at Devil's Trap Podcast.com. I'm Babe. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.